My name is Alexa. Welcome to the Amazon Alexa podcast. Skill programming. The Internet of Things. Artificial intelligence. The future of voice recognition technology. Let's begin. Welcome to episode 29 of the Alexa Dev Chat podcast. I'm your host, Dave Izbitsky, and in this episode, I chat with Dr. Joan Pulmiter Bajorek, CEO of Women in Voice. We talked about the Women in Voice idea, how things got started, the celebration of their second anniversary, and how the role of ally groups is changing, and what we all can do to change our industry into something we all want and feel part of. Joan, it is such a pleasure to have you on the show. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me. So here we are, gosh, six months into uh, the pandemic. I've been thinking a lot about you know, with the social unrest that we're seeing in the world today. I've been thinking a lot about um, just what I've seen in the inclusiveness and the diversity of online communities and, and how we can discuss things and how for me, as someone who um, I've always tried to stand up when I saw something that I know is just plain wrong, but it's it's been my lifetime of that, <laughs> and it's been like 2020 to me is the time of how do we actually create change, and I feel like a lot of people are feeling that now, where enough is enough. I and 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 you know and there's a process to that i think for some some people in the beginning it's like um an awareness of oh this is actually going on because it never happened to me in my own experience and reference i didn't know this was a thing so there's like this awakening and this awareness which is great to see that people are are seeing that now but then how do we actually do change and so when you and i talked um i think it was a week or two ago we just had such a such an interesting conversation, and I felt it would be important to share all of that. So, oh gosh, I, I mean, how do we even unpack and start? Why don't we go to, um, um, like, what, because the idea behind Women for Voice, this had to be a thing for you that you've just thought about a lot. And because you are so, you're so intelligent, and you're, the way that you think about ideas and you articulate ideas, I know this has probably been something for a while um, and it is just for people who don't know, Women in Voice is now fourteen chapters in in nine countries, right? It's just that's right. Just, yeah, and so let's go to the beginning. How? What was the, the the genesis of this idea? Yeah, well, I mean, it's two years in. It's pretty crazy to me that we have you know fourteen chapters in nine countries. Like <laughs> people are shocked; they think we're like five years right. old. Um, and happy birthday, by the way. Thank you. Yes. Happy <laughs> birthday to my team. Oh, we are just so jazzed. Um, but if we go back to the start, um, you know, the early days of 2018, which just feels like so many moons ago, I was finishing my PhD um, at the University of Arizona and went to Voice Summit in 2018, Newark, New Jersey. Um, yeah. Just, you know, I felt like a little baby grad student, you know, meeting the tech world. Uh and was just so jazzed. I was like, oh, there goes Kathy Pearl, just like walking around the expo, right? Um, and when I was there, I think 
I mean, I knew this about tech, but especially coming from academia and the languages departments, really multicultural, lots of men and women, you know, with world-class research. And then coming into this tech environment and being like, wait a minute, you know, where, where are the women? Like, where is more diversity? Like, you know, where are my peeps? Um, right. And I went home. Why is there a line in the men's bathroom and not the women's, right? Right, <laughs> right. And I just, well, the thing is, I, and I know the field, like we have phenomenal women, right, across the board. And so I was just like, as far as I'm concerned, this was just a mistake of the organizers, is, right. I mean, that's, I love the organizers. Trust me, we're good friends now. Um, but at the time I was like, whoa, okay. Um, and I went home and just couldn't get the idea out of my mind. I was like, there are women who like might not feel confident or like feel displaced from this field. Like what? I, I can't let that happen. Um, and I feel like in the zeitgeist on social media, there's a lot of momentum. Um, and I, I'm the founder, but it could have been at least three other people I know. Like I, you know, I, I know so many amazing women. So in August, 2018, I launched Women in Voice on social media and said, hey, who's interested in joining me? Like Women in Voice, this could be a thing. And uh, 27 women internationally signed up for quote unquote leadership positions. Oh, that's so awesome. And I was like, whoa, maybe I'm not alone. You know, like, <laughs> hey, wait a minute. Okay. And these are, these are not, I mean, some people are just starting their careers, but some of these are really senior women. Um, at companies you know. And uh, that was just the beginning of, you know, everything. And it's, it's, yeah, so it's, it's, so you're creating a safe atmosphere to talk about what's happening, right? In the beginning, was there this, um, how do I say, it's because it, I feel like ally groups are also changing in 2020, mm -hmm. right? And so, in 2018, um, was it a, was it first a safe place for women to come talk, or was it from the very beginning of? It's also ally groups. We want people to share of what they've seen. Um, it's for me, like I, I needed what I needed to have happen was to hear what people were going through mm -hmm. because I'll share a story with you. This goes back to um, my daughters now are 16 and 12. So it's my youngest, my little one when she was not even 10. So this is happening a little bit before um, you founded the group. Mm -hmm. She is playing this online game called Overwatch Right. And um, she's amazing at this. She's like ranked high and she plays uh, a character. You know, that was the first thing for me as a dad when they were real little is every time we'd go to play a game, they would say, where's the girl? Mm. Um, which has gotten better now. But it started to allow me to see through their eyes. And she was like she has been playing this for years and is ranked like some of the top in the world. And she had a young man that took it upon himself to send her a message on Xbox live that said, I won't say the explicit words that were used, but it's basically you can imagine and you suck. And why don't you kill yourself? Oh my gosh. And I'm like, I have been online in games my whole life and no one 
has ever said anything like that to me. And I completely am horrible at any kind of shooter. And I'm like, this is because they hear her voice and know that she is not a boy. And it really upset me as a dad. And and we contacted Microsoft and um, she reported and she knows to do that now. I'm like, you, this is, this is, if it's not starting at home and it's not being taught, this is, we have to take action against this, honey. You know, I was like, mm-hmm. this is not acceptable behavior. It's not anything that you've seen in our own family modeled and it, it's happening. And, um, you know, as that happened, just in talking with people, I would continue to hear stories. And, I, and I'm sharing all this because what I have found is these stories are shared with me in private because it's it's so hard to not look like you're you're complaining or you're self-interested, right? Mm-hmm. It's and, and and that's not what I found it is at all. It's like it's like it's reality. <laughs> like this is the way the world is. And I would feel upset saying this should not be the way the world is. It's not the world that I want to live in. And so I mean, I'm just uh, just to share stories, even going back a decade uh, when I was at Microsoft, I worked with someone and I won't I won't mention her name, just incredible so way more gifted than me, a better programmer than I ever was. Um, and we were doing like a road show and she was in front of a group and she had an audience member right in front of her say, what am I going to learn from you? And yeah. And so like my eyes were open and I'm like, I cannot believe this is going on. And I will, Whenever I see that action, I held I hold people accountable, and in you know even before Amazon and just different different um, groups. If we have seen that behavior, you know we would we would ask people not to come back. Um, but you know now in 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 twenty twenty, um, what like I just want to hear from you of that reality. Um, because there's so much more I have yet to learn. And if there's a, if there are people, both men and women listening to this now, like what do they need to hear of the state of this? Because you started to see that two years ago. Right. And I think um, the voice space has been, for me, has been, uh, it's been, I've been so fortunate in that it's, it's not like, it's been this space that started out where there wasn't diversity. Like I started, when I started hearing about and meeting, like when I met Kathy Pearl, like there have been women in this industry for decades before me doing amazing things. Totally. Um, and so I was like, that is awesome. Like I, I didn't know that, you know, when it, when it started the whole linguistics and in that area. So, um, I'll shut up now and let you, t- I, and, <laughs> but um, like, how did that begin? Was it a, was it a coming together of like, this is the reality of what's going on? Were there people affected by this and um, you know, allies that were, were now listening to this? Um, how do you go about mm-hmm. sharing that and doing real change? Well, I think it's evolved. I think in that, in those first few months, I think there was an awareness I think just like saying it out loud, being like, Hey, we want more, or there's more community or, you know, how do I find friends and realizing you're totally not alone. Um, and I think 
that was really powerful for some people to hear that they were realizing that there could be momentum and, and change. And I think I felt a little, um, you know, I'm a millennial and there are so many like titans in this field who are far more senior than me. And I wondered like, you know, shouldn't me, the newbie be making this? And I was like, you know what, I'm going to make it and I'm going to like amplify. Like I am so, um, you know, in awe of these people who have helped define the field. Can I help amplify them? Can I get them on board? Like, um, it's for the community. Like, you know, and I think um, we've really, as we scaled and people wanted to talk about, you know, how is the environment in Spain different from the environment in Japan? Um, You know, even, you know, New York to Seattle, totally different cultures often. Um, I think a lot about safe space. I think a lot about opportunities. You know, can, would you be willing to make me that intro to that person that's really going to change my life, could change my career? Um... There are just, we, we do an awesome Valentine's Day mentorship matching program that has been wildly successful um, that women can just meet each other and hear from each other's stories. I mean, yeah, Dave, your, your story is not new to me, but I do think what's really different today is that people believe the stories and even are witness to. Like I was on a work trip where I was the only woman on the team um, and you know, after like a 15 hour day, we're like dead tired. We get dinner and we're walking down this street and I can say like, Hey, it's dark. Like it's nighttime. I wouldn't walk down the street by myself. Like it's right. a joke mostly. And my male colleague turns to me. He's like, you don't feel safe here. Like, Whoa. And he like talked to me the next day. He's like, I have daughters and maybe they wouldn't feel safe here. And this is someone extremely senior. You know, he, he could be my dad. And I was just like, not only he believes me, but suddenly he's aware. This is dawning on him that this reality could exist. Um, and it, I was like, maybe I should make more jokes, you know, <laughs> like, uh, you know, keep, keep that up. Um, yeah. That was one of the first things when um, my wife and I, we were, were celebrating our 20 year um, wedding anniversary oh, this year. Oh, thank you. Um, and one of the things, I mean, this is, this is going way back in our early relationship, but um, I think it was 23 and uh, yeah, it was 23. And she said, Dave, you don't understand what it's like even going in an elevator. And I was like, what do you mean? And she's like, when that door closes and you're in that confined space, it's an entirely different way of thinking. And I, that always, always stuck with me. Like when I travel and I have, um, you know, an elevator, like I'm, I'm always like hyper aware of, um, you know, do I strike up conversation or not? It's just a thread that goes on and, and um, that I never had to think about that becomes part of the reality. And now with my daughters, mm. it's interesting with their generation, the stuff that they're not thinking about, you know, I'm trying to teach them <laughs> what safety means, right. Mm. And, and how to approach things um, and what I've learned and, and what I've seen. And, I, I do think there there's shifts across generations too. So oh, it's, yeah. it's for like um, when I was growing up, most of my friends were women and my daughter has followed that same route. So most I, I'd say, except for one, all of her friends are guys and it's so um, 
it, it's different in 2020, right? Um, mm -hmm. And and how she thinks. And so I think if that was one thing to highlight, it's the hyper awareness of situations and things that you need to think about that I necessarily didn't even need to think about before that. I think it's great. Like I, and this is a me thing. This is a Dave thing. Like I try so hard to find things where I can relate to people. So in the beginning, I would say things like, you know, I have two daughters, but I, and now in 2020, um, and I'm sure you saw some of the clips go across Twitter too with AOC. Like I, mm -hmm. I don't want that to be my excuse. Mm -hmm. So I almost don't want to even say that I have daughters because it, whether you have daughters or not, it doesn't make you in inclusive right um and an understanding of that it's certainly um it, it it's it's certainly made um what's the best way i could say uh cuz i'm a talker so the way that you like hear me like online like i'm like that too uh in my family so it's like my girls are great listeners um sometimes they'll just be like dad shut up um but it's like, I don't want that to be a thing. I don't want men to ever use an excuse online saying, oh, I have daughter, uh, you well, know. And and the way I interpret that is like, it's both personal and systemic, right? Like right. you feel it even more keenly because you see what's going on with your daughter, right? Online. But I think it's also, it's also your colleagues, right? It's also your friends. It's your wife. It's everybody. And, you know, AOC articulated it so thoughtfully, I thought. Yeah. Um, and just really powerful how, you know, we all need to be standing up for each other. You know, I am a white woman and I have to support my colleagues who are not white women, right? Like there, there's so many different backgrounds we all come from and this intersection of, you know, our identities and where we're at today. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I like one of the things, um, like action, right? For me, it's just like, I'm just, I'm tired of it and I want to do things. And so what I try and think of, um, and maybe you've all started to think of this is like, uh, let me give you an example. Um, years ago, I started to look into HR hiring practices because across the entire industry for a while, it's been why in STEM are we seeing less women apply. That was the first eye opener for me. Mm. And these were, and sometimes these were my friends who were incredible, way better programmers than me. And they wouldn't apply for a job that I wouldn't even think sec enough. Right. Mm. And I remember having this, I'm sure you can find these, these studies online, but it was an eye opener for me. And I hate, I hate any kind of like generalizing, right. Because people are still people at the end of the day, but it was st statistically significant enough that, um, I'm trying to remember. It was like wording of things. Yes. So even if you said in a job requirement, and I'm always trying to be hyper aware of this, if you said like if you listed all the requirements, then a um, a, a a man can is not going to think anything of it, but a woman would make sure, which I think is great that they meet all of that. Versus if I just took a third of that and said, you know, some of these are optionals or nice to have, you would actually see more candidates apply. Right, and I, that blew my mind. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's just, it's literally the wording I've heard. I mean, I don't know. I can't pull up the exact study, but I've heard that men apply if they have like five or six out of the 10, you know, hopeful requirements, perfect ideal candidate. And women wait until it's like eight or nine of the 10 requirements. 
Right. Um, and I don't know if it's weight. I think it's more, it's taxing. I think, I think there are a lot of reasons, you know, again, personal and systemic that go into those choices. But I think I've seen recruiters change like the number of years or just like delete the number of years. We want someone senior who can do X, Y, and Z, you know, not saying like we need someone with seven years of direct experience might change who's applying. Um, and I think, yeah, HR and, and just seeing those numbers, I think raw numbers being like women aren't applying or, you know, women aren't taking this class that prepares them, you know, for these awesome technical roles. Right, um, right. Class is a, is a great way of looking at it too, right? because one of the things I've been trying to do in 2020 is be very aware of my vocabulary of mm. tech terms that I've just inherited that I've never questioned. Hmm. Right. And so we're seeing that on, um, we're even seeing that with GitHub. We're seeing that across the industry. Like, why do we have things master slave? Why do we have things mm. whitelist, blacklist? So I've been very aware and it, it's, I've never questioned it. Right. And so even things like um, what I found in, in job descriptions or classes, like you're talking about enrollment, where, where they've seen um, uh, uh, enrollments change is like even gender specific pronouns. Oh, totally. Right, Like I had this growing up, growing up <laughs> when my girls were growing up where I actually changed my vocabulary. So I would say police woman, mm-hmm. right? I wouldn't say police man. Um, I wouldn't say things like manpower, right? Or mm-hmm. a chairman. Mm-hmm. And, and, but I do see job descriptions like that. I continue to see enrollments like that. Um, this, this was an easy one for me because growing up, I mean, I was, I grew up at the shore, so I was a skater, but I never played sports. I played lacrosse. That was about it. So there's like no sports terminology in my, I don't even watch sports. There's people right now are probably groaning. Um, but it was just like, but I do see that. I do see that extreme of like sports analogies and other things like that. And, um, I had this class and you could, you could, you could, I found it to be, it was really, really something that's helped benefit me. Um, but I found, I had this class all the way back when I was in pharma. So this goes back to, um, and my wife was also working at the same company. So she took the class as well. And it actually helped us in our, in our marriage and communicating, but, um, it was a woman teacher. And so this goes back to gosh, nine, it was before my oldest daughter was born. So you're talking, this is like 2000, 2002, somewhere around there. Um, and it was men and women in the workplace and, and differences. And she called it the power even rule. And I'll give you an example. Um, if, if a man in the workplace sees another man and there's a shirt, like I see this all the time, it would be like, nice shirt. And the, and the man would respond and say, thanks. Hmm. And that's a, right now, that's a, that's pyramid, right? So that man's elevated that other man. And that's like the analogy of sports too, right? There's this hierarchy and I would see it all the time. This is what I think was, is so incredible. Um, is I would see if I said the same thing to a woman, um, which I, I, you know, I also wouldn't do in 2020 out of the blue, uh, say, you know, nice shirt or something like that. But if I said something like that, she would immediately say, and I love your shoes. Mm. because, and that's the, and then the teacher was explaining it's a power, even it's to, to reciprocate. And I remember saying to my wife, I was like, this isn't just a man and female thing. This is like what we should be doing as human beings (laughs) is that it should be okay to give out positive feedback and elevate each other together. So I've always tried to, if somebody gives me a compliment, 
to actually take that as an opportunity to point out the things that I find incredible in that person too. And it was interesting to me that that had skewed down so much through, uh, through gender within the workplace, even going back then. Right. And so it was just things like that, that I, I try to, um, if I find online, like just to highlight to people, because it's, ne- it's, you know, and, and you may, um, you may be finding that there's things like this, that you could, you could create a list and show people like, that was a thing that then I tried to change my behavior. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and it, it helped me <laughs> be a better person. Um, but it's the same thing with analogies, the required skills, like we talked about, um, well, even you know, the personas just, of they show little icon. I don't know if you've seen these little icons, uh, and they're almost never women. For you know, like a scrum master, for example, and they show right. the persona of who it's going to be, and that you know could that dictate or prevent people who don't look like that from applying to that job? Um, That's true. That's very true. I always try to, um, um, even in my memes. Right. It's like you search for a meme, even when I would right. be talking with friends and stuff, like I try and have um, a little diversity in my memes too, just so it's like, you know, there's a lot of different people. Um, and so are you seeing consistent things like that where you've shared, is there a story you can share where somebody came in and was like, they found actionable behavior in things that they weren't even aware of that they've been able to change um, now moving forward? Let's see a good example of that. I haven't, or I would say the tide is turning slowly. I think there, I mean, we are at women of voice. We are working on some actionable things that are, you know, bigger initiatives. Love to talk right. about those. But I think last year um, I got pinged by some very senior men saying, you know, we're hiring for this really awesome role. And I just looked at the short list and it's all men. Like I have no diverse candidates whatsoever. And, you know, I have some power to say something about that. Like I'm the hiring manager for this role, you know, like, could you provide me advice? You know, how can we disrupt this? Like, I want to at least be interviewing, right? I I just don't even see them. And I think that recognition of their place of power and their interest in reaching out, um, I think it's just amazing. I mean, we were just looking at our website analytics and 45% are tagged as men who are looking at our website right now. Oh, wow. Um, right. And so I'm like, wait a minute, we are women in voice for everyone as far as I'm concerned. But you know what I mean? That awareness of like, wait a minute, I could do something or like, how do I participate? Or, um, you know, whatever those, those thoughts are going on. Um, but I think there's, we are hoping to, you know, create more opportunities for people to, you know, as our slogan says, join the party, come experience what it's like in these different environments where, you know, women are amplified so much. There's creativity and collaboration in a, in a different way. And, and yeah, and you mentioned new initiatives. Why don't you talk a little bit about that? Absolutely. Well, so Women in Voice is two years old and we, you know, it's been bootstrapped, right? Like I finished grad school, you know, right. worked at Nuance, um, but we have been functioning as a nonprofit um, and we are working on that nonprofit 501c3 paperwork, which if anyone <laughs> is listening, it's pretty onerous. Um, but yeah. you know, getting that board of directors together and the advisors and kind of paperwork and, and money stuff um, and really shaping, you know, what do we want to do in the next 18 months? What is going to be 
you know, scaling, growing impact and value. Um, and we are, I mean, the three big things I'm working on with my team right now is, you know, events, like conferences, hackathons, um, jobs board recruitment, maybe like a career fair, you know, especially during this recession, we see a lot of people with different options. Um, but there's still huge recruiting budgets at a lot of these companies um, and voice. And then our third big thing is um, <laughs> boot camp accelerator and really looking ah. at the startup world and kind of the VC arm or like you'd be shocked. I'm like contacted by like angels and VCs being like, I'm seeing some voice startups and I don't know how to technically evaluate them whatsoever. Um, and, you know, I have a PhD in this field and master's in linguistics and um, have a lot of knowledge in the ecosystem. So, you know, I see these companies rising up that are so cool. Um, and I think just different talent turning around and being like, hey, you know, you're a dev, you work on BD, you know, we've got marketing, like we should form a team. You know, there's that momentum. Um, and so women, women in Voice, we want to support that and amplify that. And obviously, you know, the Alexa Fund is looking at projects just like that. Right. So um, we, those are, those are at least today, the big, you know, projects that we're looking at among many, um, you know, to continue all our social media. We really, Twitter is our biggest platform, but um, the boom on LinkedIn that's going on right now, I think is really key. Um, our, uh, our Instagram, I'm not on Insta, but our, you know, Instagram feed and um, building out our Slack. I don't know. It's just, there's momentum, Dave. I don't have enough time in my day, but <laughs> Um, I'm, I'm so grateful to have a team who has phenomenal expertise in these topics um, and really, you know, getting scaling and, and getting more organized, I'd say. And if people want to get involved, should they reach out to you? I'll, I'll be sure to put all of this in the show notes. Um, but you mentioned, you know, you mentioned startups and funding and, mm -hmm. you know, look, helping people, um, getting jobs in the industry and all that. What is the best way to get engaged for people listening right now? Yeah, I would say, I mean, you're, they're welcome to reach out to me directly. You can check out our website. Um, you know, we're going to be with this 501c3 status, right? Like donations, partnerships, sponsorship is just so much easier. Like the paperwork's right. in place. Um, you know, you get a tax write-off, which is awesome. Um, so we are really eager to speak with different, you know, partners and sponsors. And, you know, I have my own personal hit list. Um, but if anyone is, you know, eager, they're like, wow, you know, this fits my roadmap, right? Like, please look, we'd love to be in conversation. And, um, I'm onboarding one of our board of directors works on partnerships and sponsorships, vast amount of experience in this field. So she's definitely helping me upskill in this respect, since, you know, I don't have an MBA, like I'm a, I'm a researcher, you know, I got a PhD, right. it's a different, different skill set. Um, but it's time, you know, our team is really ready and, you know, launching in Brazil, launching in India, um, people are hungry for this. So we are really jazzed. I, and, and it's fascinating to me how fast within 24 months you've created these global uh, branches to the, to the organization. Can you speak a little bit about what you've seen? Because, you know, I've done, I've, I've been so fortunate in that I've gotten to do world travel in the, you know, the past seven years at Amazon and I continue to be, there's a Mark Twain, um, quote, and I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, let me see if I can even find it, but I feel like 
what he he said. Hold on. Now I have to find it because I think this <laughs> speaks to being – okay, here it is. Um, I have it in my quotes folder in one note. Travel is fatal to prejudice, bigotry, and narrow-mindedness, and many of our people need it sorely on all these accounts. Broad, wholesome, charitable views of things cannot be acquired by vegetating in one little corner of the earth all one's lifetime. <laughs> Absolutely. A and that was a big thing to me was traveling the world and seeing um, how, you know, um, and, you know, I haven't even addressed this, but regardless of how you identify uh, when it comes to gender um, and all too, like, what does that mean? And what does it mean in different parts of the world and the viewpoints? And um, it's really opened my eyes. So I would love to hear from you what you're seeing uh, and what have been some of the challenges in, in these different um, branches. Has it been people who've come to you and say, I want to own this or I have interest. And then it's just, it's gone or organically, or has there been a, you know, you're as a, as a group, you're like, you know what, we really need to have more of this within um, this part of the world. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm very fortunate that, or someone at HTC was teasing me about this the other day. They're like, how did you get such senior women at this company and this company and this company? And I was like, actually, I'm going to flip that on its head. People are banging down my door and saying, this resonates. Like, where can I sign up? Um, so like I mentioned with those 27 women who, you know, signed up on my Google form, um, right. they were from international places. Like we are international by design. Um, so I'm, I'm very grateful for that. Um, mostly when, when we did in-person events, right. Um, people wanted to meet up in person, right. They were eager, like, I know a space that will give us, you know, the venue for the night. Like, let's all meet right. up. Like, um, at, in Madrid, I mean, their, some of their first events had like over 200 signups. And I was like, I didn't even know there was a tech scene in Madrid. Like, wow. Madrid, yeah. You know, but there was just um, momentum. And so, I mean, today we have a formalized process. I have a director of chapters. Um, and we, it has to start with three to five senior women who sign up as ambassadors to okay. kick off and say sustainably in this location, you know, in this region, um, we want to have a community. We want to have events. Um, and especially also language specific, right? Like our Italian chapter wants to have events and content in Italian, um, you know, with different, uh, you know, sponsors that are based locally. So that has been um, just really exciting. And I think seeing the different flavors of the chapters is one of my favorite things. Um, that localization, I would say, I don't know that there's anything too hard about it. I, I find it really fun and inspiring. I think if my team pushes me, you know, I think, uh, you know, I get both the, the credit and the, the problems. Um, but really, my team pushes me and I love how we have such an open shared communication that people come to me like um, we're going to be announcing my new head of um, um, diversity and inclusion officer. She's phenomenal. Um, and very early on, she came to me and she said like, Joan, we talk about inclusion. You know, we talk about the voice space, but like everything is in English, uh, you know, and, and she's in Spain and she's yeah. just like, it is a huge barrier to be a coder in Spain, like in the Spanish language. Like it's really hard. And I'd love to talk to you about that. And I was like, wow, yes. Like, you're right. We are all currently, you know, at that time, 
all in English content. And so she really built out our um, women, women in voice Espanol and like having content in Spanish and just really opening us up to that community, um, both in, you know, South America as well as in Spain. And just the response, people like, oh, yes, like I'm very interested in, um, you know, getting technical information and just being um, more global. So we are I can't say we're perfect in you know any respect, but really, you know, having material in German, having um, you know, French, Japanese, and I think listening to chapters and I always joke like localization's real. Like listen to what works for them in their space. So I've just been learning from them and I think hearing about where voice is at in different parts of the world and the products and the companies they're watching. Um I am learning so much and it's really inspiring and just being in rooms. <laughs> the other day I was in a room and I'm like, I'm like, wait a minute, I'm the youngest person in this room and I'm surrounded by just like brilliant women killing it, you know, really driven and passionate and just being in that room just, oof, it gives you a boost. You're like, I'm yeah. so hopeful about the future and really wicked inspired. That is so... You got me. You just gave me goosebumps. You feel it? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, and so like, do you, how do you spend your time? Like, do you do all of these different branches, like communicate centrally? Do they share lessons learned? Do you get to visit all of them? Is it, is it? <laughs> yeah. Cause no. I imagine it's, it's like happening all the time across all of these different yes. um, branches, right? Oh, I have such FOMO. Like, I can't even begin to tell you. Um, <laughs> when we could fly places, people thought that I like flew around the world and like set up chapters. And I was like, what? Right. Uh, I wish. Um, maybe one day. Um, but no, I there. Um, I mean, our director of chapters runs like regular meetings where she hears from people and kind of gets feedback and iterates and really how to support them on social. For example, we have a new Canva suite internally that we're using. Um, I think one of the, I, I have to delegate, like there's utterly no way that we could move as fast or do as well without pieces of the team taking on parts of it. Um, and people certainly check in with me, but like my head of social is on top of it, right? She's watching the numbers. She's pushing me to, you know, branch out to discord, um, and really think about which platforms are serving different populations. Um, like, being on Facebook is so crucial for parts of Europe and APEC, you know, um, I'm like not on Facebook anymore. Um, but I think, yeah, I, I wish I, well, I wish I could say it all, it's all me. Our, our team wouldn't grow. Our, our org wouldn't grow except for the whole team. So um, I'm just grateful to be part of it and, you know, provide strategy. I'm definitely thinking about our vision. What's the next 18 months? What's the next five years? What does success look like for us? You know, how right. do we envision that future? And I think putting those foundational pieces in place, because um, I'm the founder, but I won't always be the CEO, right? I, I don't expect that. Um, and so really cultivating it to thrive is is my goal, my job. I So I left Facebook too during the US 2016 uh, election. Yeah. It was, a, for me, I, there were things for people I had known for years 
that I would see get posted. And I was like, people aren't a post. They're not a social media post. And I started hardening my heart. And I'm like, I need to reach out to people and just meet. And so they they know like, hey, Dave will go get lunch with you. I'm not going to hang out on your social media mm. post. And that was an interesting switch. But I have seen that too, where it's different parts of the world is that is where you go. And I... I love that you're talking about Discord. I know Discord because I'm I'm such a I'm such a gamer. I play so I have all these different Discord channels from guilds. This is going to sound so nerdy, but from guilds I've been in with World of Warcraft to EverQuest and it's just for me, for me it's like um it, it, it's this connection and this ability to talk about things that I'm passionate about without annoying people because I'm talking about it all the time. <laughs> um, and I just love that the, the those communication vehicles like Slack. If you don't have a Slack channel yet, I mean, I would love to see that too. I so we um, at Amazon internally have been moving to Slack, and so hmm. we're our whole org's on Slack. And so, like, I'm seeing just you know, I'm running Slack during the day, but then I have my normal you know chime. I am, but the types of conversations that go on, um, there are inclusive and diversity channels and just things, um, that have been brought up in those, in those channels too. It's just, um, I, I, I love what you're doing on, a, on, on social. There's so many other areas, um, to kind of reach out on there. That's, that's yeah. in, incredible well, you, here. Yeah. Part of it, Dave. I mean, I think we have a lot of internal stuff, our LinkedIn, we do have a Slack that has, I think like 800 people on oh, the wow. channel. Um, which is to, yeah. very vibrant. I mean, it's for, it's supposed to be a safe space, you know, for women and, and, uh, you know, intersectional yeah. people on the spectrum, et cetera. Um, but I think we're also, I think with the nonprofit status, with this, you know, ch- these changes, formalization, we are looking at path to membership, you know, are there portals? Are there, you know, we're always being pinged about different conferences and different discounts or, you know, partnerships to this thing. Um, right. And so I think, formalizing that in broader ways um, is, I mean, my whole team is very, very excited about that. And, you know, what does membership mean? Being a member, being in our community, you know, how can, as you mentioned, like really think about action and how we can participate in, in a broader way instead of being passive and sitting back and I think watching, I am so excited to get people, you know, let's do tutorials, let's do hackathons together, right? Like what could that look like? And really thinking about, Oh, I love that. Yeah startups and jobs. And I'm just, I think setting the, or like, um, there's a little girl that is in my neighborhood. And when I go on my walks and runs, I see her and I think about like, what is the future that I can help create for her? You know, like what, what do I want to make sure is in place as she grows in her career and opportunities? Um, so, you know, what exists today? You're going to make me well up. I, I, it's like, I go back to my oldest now, who's 16, when she was little. So this is probably, gosh, when she was, it's between two and four. So let's just say it's at least 12 years ago, um, somewhere around then. Um, And I was so excited to share Legos with her because (laughs) I had grown up and that's, you know, for me, I felt like that was a way that I was able to explore my imagination and actually build when I was younger. And so we're all excited and we go to the Lego store and I remember there being not a single Lego for her. There was, I I remember just being crestfallen when um, I had someone help me. I'm like, I cannot find anything 
for girls. And um, he was like, oh, here's a bucket. It was a bucket that had pink Legos in it. <laughs> and that's what she played with, right? And uh, we went, we were in the mall. This is before COVID hit. We were walking around. I was like, let's just go through the Lego store, honey. And we went in there. And the entire one side was girl Legos and the other mm. side was boy Legos. And I was like, that... When you, when I think about childhoods and opportunities, like seeing that, you know, it's, there's, there is no, just not seeing these differences there of like, no, you don't get Legos, hmm. right? Which was the message yeah. to my daughter um, back then. Um, and, you know, you, um, my girls from the time they were little, I put a controller in their hand and they are gamers and they are good and they <laughs> kick my butt, you know? And that, there was a lot of that of like, they still do this. They're like, you know, dad, all my, you know, a lot of my friends who are girls don't play video games and then they don't get it. And then that changed over time where you saw more and more, especially with mm -hmm. Fortnite now, um, just what you can do so that, I mean, just the opportunity that is there, um, whatever I can just, so I know we're running out of time, but please let me know what, what I can do too. If there's more I can be doing, if there's more Amazon is can, can be doing, I think, it's incredible the work that you've been doing. The women that you've pulled together are amazing. It's like you said, I mean, some of these women, they've been in the industry for decades. The amount of ex experience and the views that they can bring are just incredible. So whatever I can do to amplify that and, you know, for anybody listening, I'll put in the show notes of how they can, they can join um, and, and just watch what you're doing. I can't, you know, you talked about success. Um, what does success look like? When is it five years? I mean, already the success that you're seeing 24 months in. Take a step right. back. I'm right? and just, uh, like, right. <laughs> <two years laughs> in. I'm, yeah, I think we're, I mean, we're celebrating with a birthday party on Saturday. And I just, I want us to celebrate this moment and really, you know, reflect where we are and where we want to be. And I think, you know, with allies like you and kind of amplifying and, and finding the right people that want to join and participate with us. Um, the future is bright and I feel so hopeful, you know, I really do. I agree. Thank you so much, Joan, for coming on and, and taking the time today. It's been an absolute pleasure. You too. Thank you so much for having me, Dave. Thank you for listening to the Amazon Alexa podcast. Bye for now. Speak to you soon.